By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. We don't need night, we need morning. That's it right now. Good morning, Shelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Hey, if I were any better, they'd pass a law against it. That's how good I am. If you were any better, you'd be twins. <laughs> what does that mean? Explain that to me. I've never understood that one. <laughs> I've never understood it. Seriously. What does it mean? If I were any better, I'd be twins. You've heard people say that, right? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know what it means. It means that you'd be so good that you'd be more of yourself. Okay. I guess that's a good thing. I'm not exactly sure. This it is, is a good thing. This is BS.show. It is... It is- Total BS. Thursday morning. And uh, trying to think of what's going what on today. It, what kind of show are we, Brad? What kind of show are we? Uh-huh. Um, hold on. I'm going to read something. Um, hello, on air. I know. I'm trying to read something here. Uh, a com- i having problems with one of my computers, and actually with one of our websites, and I sent a note to my hosting company. Should be keen collaborating the issue that you're having. You should be able to upload via FTP. So if you're having problems with that, I'd like to resolve that first. Uh, and okay, okay. Uh, you feel better? I don't because it's an ongoing problem that I can't get resolved. But that's a whole other issue. Um, so what was the question again? I sound like you. What was the question again? <laughs> I don't think I asked one. Yeah, you did. What I ask? What question did you ask? Yeah. What question did I ask? I'm asking you, what question did you ask? Stop it, Brad. <laughs> I think we're in a circle. Okay. Anyway, uh, boy, boy, more stuff going on with the banks yesterday. Whoa. Credit what Suisse. Exactly happened? Well, Credit Suisse, which is this big European bank, which has um, operations here in the United States. And have been in business for ever, 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 ever. Decades. Decades. I think like centuries. I think the company's like, like goes back to like the 1700s or something like that. How, how cool is that? What? The company like, well, see, we don't have those, that kind of stuff here. You know, uh, Credit Suisse. That's because we this. tear it down and replace it. Swiss Central Bank. This is a top story. Swiss Central Bank to provide liquidity to Credit Suisse. So they're not doing well. And let me look at well, let me what the stock was. The stock's just been hammered. Uh, this is from AP News. Uh, Credit Suisse shares soar after Central Bank aid announced. So they were like becoming illiquid. Credit Suisse. Um, they got $54 billion from the Swiss government. God. You know what? How come when I get in Financial Times, the United States government doesn't send me $54 million? You know why? Why is it that when, when you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel financially, you go, hey, government, I'm not doing well. Oh, well, here, we'll send you $10 million. Will that help your problems? Oh, uh, it might. Can you a little bit more? How about 15 Okay. I think that should help, right? How come that doesn't happen to us? But once again... It's this whole thing which we sort of forgot about. We talked about it, uh, you know, back in 2008, 2009, 2010. It's called too big to fail. In other words, there are banks in our country that if they get in trouble, ah, we got to bail them out because of the fact that they can't fail. Because if they fail, 
the whole you know the whole building blocks comes tumbling down and everybody else but yet the smaller banks eh we can just close them and eh, nobody misses that bank yeah that bank didn't have that many people and and besides they don't give away toasters anymore for deposits so we'll just get rid of that bank you know <laughs> hell with them huh, let me read this a little bit more yeah it talks about uh, see I just I just saw this uh, Wikipedia here we go and it was updated one hour ago it was started in 1856. So, like I said, it's been around uh, not well, century and a half, 167 years. Uh, founder was Alfred Esker, and uh, area served worldwide. This is the problem that they have become an international bank. They're not just a a Switzerland bank; they're an international bank. And um, you know, when they get the hiccups, everybody else gets sick. Or she, excuse me, I should say when they get when they get the, the fever, everybody else gets sick. So you know this is so crazy because of the fact that there are. If you listen to various things, and I listened to a podcast yesterday that talked about this, they say this is part of the plan. You know what the plan is? What the plan is ultimately to have the entire United States run by four banks essentially uh, Bank of America. And it's interesting, just recently in the St. Louis area, we've had Chase Bank move in. They've built branches all over the place. Uh, Bank of America, Chase, which is uh, J.P. Chase Morgan, Bank of America, and I can't remember who the other two are. And so the idea being is, and I don't know if you know this or not, there is already a test pilot program for the digital dollar. And if you know what else is going on, now I, I know some people are going, oh, Brad's conspiracy theorist here. There are all these things with the credit card companies where they're putting in, and the smartest woman in the world, she's listening, she'll know what this is about. They're putting in different codes, additional codes when you buy stuff. It shows up on the credit, on the, on their reporting system is they know what you bought. Remember, the big controversy was last year, they talked about the fact that they're going to put in a special code for gun shops. So if you go to a gun shop, now the crazy thing about that is, if you go to a gun shop, you don't necessarily have to buy a gun. You could buy ammunition, which is also bad in people's eyes, or you could buy, you know, some clothes. You go to Cabela's and you can buy ammunition at Cabela's. You can buy, you can buy, um, you know, guns at Cabela's. But you, you can also buy, you know, hunting gear. You can buy, you know, like, you know, warm footies that that have a battery attached to them. You know what I mean? There's all sorts of crazy stuff you can buy at Cabela's. You can buy, you know, cooking gear to cook your meat and stuff like that. You know, you can... <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. Okay. You know what I mean? There's all sorts of... But, but see, what they're saying is that when we go to the digital dollar, like let's say you decide that you don't have a gun right now, right? Or you do have a gun. I do. I just don't... Okay. Let's say it because I don't know how. Let's say they heard you on the air and they heard that you don't, you've got some health issues. And let's be honest with you, we've talked about that in the air. And let's say they go into your digital dollar account and they go, okay, we're going to lock her out of buying any firearms. So you go to the store with your credit card, you go to Cabela's with your credit card, and you swipe the card. And the guy says, well, I'm sorry, your your counts that's that sale's been declined. And you go like, well, I've got. You know, it's a. I've got a ten thousand dollar credit limit on that card, and I've only got five hundred dollars on it. And my current, my payments are current. Everything's fine. Well, I'm sorry, it's been declined. And you call, and they say, "Hey, you say, hey, you know, I went to Cabela's to buy a gun, and uh, when I used my credit card, it said it wouldn't go through." Well, that's because you're prohibited from buying a gun because we're using the digital dollar. You know what I'm saying? 
That didn't happen to you, right? No, but what I'm saying is okay. this is what happens when the government knows everything you do. This is why this is my frustration with the fact that that they've criminalized cash. That once again, I know an attorney, an attorney friend of mine who's represented two different guys driving down 44. They get pulled over in 44 by the drug, you know, task, you know, drug enforcement people or whatever it is, who is the sheriffs or whatever they're doing. They're doing, and, and St. Charles they County. They read the sign. St. Charles County does it out there in, at Forestdale. They do it all the time out there. You get pulled yeah. over. The cop, you know, goes, you know, hey, what you got in your trunk? You know, open up your trunk. You open up your trunk. And let's see you got a duffel bag with $40,000 in it. They go, hey, guess what? We're taking the money. Why are you taking the money? Well, you're obviously up to no good. Well, how do you know that? What are you doing? You're singing? What? Were you singing? Just a little bit. What were you singing? I'm not going to tell you. Am I boring you? <laughs> if I'm boring you, I'll just move on. No, but but they, they take the money. Is that what you really think? No, no, no. They take the money and and they don't give it back because because why? Well, nobody drives around with $40,000 in their, in, their, in, their, in their trunk. Now, remember, let's go back to the cowboy days. Why were they always trying to rob the stagecoach? Remember this? Uh-huh. Why, I do. Were, why were they trying to rob the stagecoach? Not to be confused with the board buck. Buckboard. <laughs> you still can't get oh, that right. Oh, okay. Okay, why were they trying to rob the stagecoach? To get their money? The stagecoach had the payroll for like the mining company or something like that. You know, how, oh, do they, okay. how do they pay the miners? They pay them in cash. And the stagecoach had the money from the bank. Huh, okay. I can tell you, I know somebody, I've told this story before, probably years ago. I know somebody who worked at Kmart in the 80s. And matter of fact, two people have told me. <laughs> I that, remember Kmart. Well, no, no. Two, Blue light special. Right. Two people have told me the exact same story. When you got paid at Kmart, you didn't get a check. There was an envelope that was printed with your name on it. It was like it wasn't well, like a like a mailing envelope, but it was like a special envelope. And it had your name on it and it had your 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 social security number, all that kind of stuff. And it had gross pay and then it showed you you know, fee uh, FICA deduction, this deduction, that deduction, then net pay, and you opened up the envelope and the cash was inside. They got paid in cash. My dad talked about jobs that he had right out of high school. He worked in a machine shop and there was literally was like a pay window. And on Friday, when you knocked off work on Friday afternoon, you went over to the pay window and you stood in line. You walked up to the pay window, you gave your name, and they handed your money. What happened to those good old days? You know? I don't know. Wish they'd come back. <laughs> I wish somebody had handed me any money. That's what I wish. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a break. It is 6.28. I'm still trying to figure out what she's saying about the women from um, Rio de Janeiro, which is in Brazil. What's she, what she saying about them? She says they're, they're, they don't look like models, and they have big curves. So what does that mean? They're not skinny minis? Is that what it means? Yeah, probably. <laughs> they probably, now, you know, have a Kim Kardashian butt. Now, in the era where you can't say anything about anybody... How can you? Which is now, right? Which is now. Hi, welcome. <laughs> right. Don't, don't say that about about you know. You can't say that about you know all all you know people from Ireland have red hair. Oh, you can't say that because it's not true. Well, it's not true, but a lot of them had red hair. Okay. So the idea being is, she's saying they don't look like models. They have tan bodies, and they have big curves. So 
if I said that, hey, I went to Rio de Janeiro and all the women don't look like models and they have big curves, I'd be in trouble, wouldn't I? <laughs> they go, I can't believe you said that. That's terrible. You're saying all the women are, are, are large in Rio and they have curves and they can't be models? Well, I'm just quoting what the song said. Oh, you can't say that. You know what I mean? Yes. Have you ever had a job where you had weird things happen on the first day? Um, very first day. Yeah, like the very first day we started the show. Yeah, what happened on the very first day we started the show? I couldn't talk. Why couldn't you talk? Because I wouldn't let. I was on the radio. Because I wouldn't let you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like I was like I mean I I I was like this show was. Let me let me get this. Uh, give the preface. Uh, uh, this show. Like, this show was Shelly's idea. Is radio. People yeah. can't see you. Right, right. You need to talk. Right. For years, Shelly said, we need to do a show. We call it BS, I did. BS, BS in the morning because it's BS. It's Brad and Shelly, BS. We need to do a show. Okay. So what was that? 2019, we started the show on July 1st, 2019. 1st of July. Uh, I believe it was 2019. Maybe it was 2018. 2019, something like that. It's been a long time. So very first, I you know, I don't think I recorded back then, so I wouldn't have the first show. So anyway... Uh- I don't think I do. Wouldn't that be fun? To hear the first show? Yes. Well, crazy things. I told you the story. Matter of fact, it's sort of weird because um, it's strange because I'm trying to sell advertising to a certain company, shall we say. And they're not a local company, but they're here, but they're out of town. And their marketing lady is, they told me her name was Karen Young. And... Karen Young used to work for me. Matter of fact, there are two things that I'll never forget about Karen Young is that I hired Karen Young on, I hired her, she came into the office and I interviewed her and I hired her on like September 8th or September 6th or something like that, 2001. So in other words, 9-6-2-0-0-1. Her first day was 9-11-2001. And she came in early because of the fact that she needed to have a little brush up in a computer system because we're using computers. And she just said to me, would you mind if I came in early and would you sit down with me and show you how the computer systems work? You know, I said, no problem. So she got there probably about, I don't know, 7.45, 8 o'clock. And as we're sitting there, first off, the phone starts ringing and people start calling, hey, what's going on in New York? I don't know, I don't know. Because we were sitting in the radio station Playing music, not watching any TV. Well, anyway, that was 9-11. So after the second plane hit the World Trade Center, Karen turned to me and looked at me and said, I'll never forget it. She said, I think I've picked a bad day to start a sales career. (laughs) Because of the fact that like for like two weeks after that, you know, matter of fact, we didn't even play music. This was on the old KSOQ. Our, 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 Our satellite format that we had at the time went all news so the station converted from music to all news for like two weeks and we did this and we ran i don't think we ran any ads on the air i think we scrubbed all the ads so we weren't weren't running any ads obviously if we're not running any ads i'm not making any money and you know not that i'm complaining was a terrible thing but you know once again that's the situation so the second thing is she worked for me for several years and then she got mad at me and she punched me that's how i remember karen young so I ended up 
Oh, that Karen. That Karen Young. So yesterday, yesterday. Um, FYI, it was deserved. No, it was not. Yesterday, I talked to another Karen Young, which at one point in time I thought might have been the same Karen Young because the guy gives me your name. He says, oh, here's Karen Young. She's the marketing uh, marketing manager. I go, okay. I, I go, I go. she lived in, she, where's she from? Well, she she works out, I don't know, she works out of Louisiana or something like that. I go, I wonder if that's the same Karen Young. Karen Young is not all that common a name, but in this case it was not. It was a different Karen Young. Now, next hour, I'm going to tell a story that happened to me yesterday, and I'm telling you, you are not going to believe it. You are going to, when I tell you what happened to me, you are going to call me a liar because it's the second time this has happened to me. And the first time, you didn't necessarily believe everything I said. It's happened to me twice now. And twice at not the same location, not the, not the same location, but the same company. And all I'll say is, I'm thinking to myself. Is it PT's? No. What you, what's this deal? You asked me off air this morning. Did you go to PT's? Okay. Well, Brad, I Shh. call you and you're like, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going because you're going to be upset. Well, because you're always, you're like a mother hen sometimes. Oh my God. I you, am. Something's going actually. to happen to you. You're going to get shot. So <laughs> I'll tell this story next hour too. I went into North City yesterday. And I conducted some business in North St. Louis City. And, and you know, didn't even bring me back anything from Crown Candy. I don't, I'd never been to Crown Candy. And quite honestly, you should have made it an exception. I never want to go to Crown Candy. How's that? Well, I, nothing you against, do it for me. Nothing against Crown Candy and the people that own it because I know they're fine folks. But I have as much interest in going to Crown Candy as I do to. Uh, going to Steve Casper's birthday party. You know what I mean? I mean, that. Oh, Brad, <laughs> really? Dude. What, what? What did I say something wrong? Mm. <laughs> what did I say something wrong? <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'll tell that next hour. But the story I'm going to tell next hour, you are not going to believe. You are, I'll believe it. No, probably. you won't. You won't. You won't believe it. Now, <laughs> also. I have a new recording, okay? I have a new recording, and I didn't, I didn't cut it down. I'm gonna see. Hold on a minute. You know what? I will, Who is it? I'll wait till next hour play because this recording has to do with the crazy story. Because once I play the recording, you'll know where I was when this crazy thing happened to me today. And all I can yes, say sir. is that when I tell the story next hour, there are well-meaning people out there, but you're barking up the wrong tree with me. That's all I can say. The law of unintended consequences. Well, no, it's just, it's just sort of, you know, you know, they say that sometimes, I'm not going to go there. I'll get myself in trouble. I'll get myself in trouble. Okay. And what, here's, here's what, well, let me, let me, let me backpack, backstep a little bit. Or backpack. You mean circle back? Circle back. Okay. Circle back, Saki. Okay. The first day of school in Kentucky. A new, a new principal. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. This guy's name is, where's his name? His name is Leroy Littles Sr. He's 44. He started work Monday as the brand new principal at Olmstead Academy North in Louisville. As a matter of fact, they had a big sign that said, Welcome Principal, principal Littles, placed in front of the school. Okay? Big sign. He shows up for first day at work. 
Monday at his new middle school, Olmstead Academy North Middle School in Louisville, Kentucky. This is a um, public school. And he's there for about an hour. The police come and arrest him. <laughs> you get arrested yesterday? Yeah, no, he got arrested on Monday, his first day at school. He's there an hour as the new principal. There's a sign in front of the building that says, Welcome, Principal Littles. And the police come and take him into custody and charge him with a Christmas Day domestic violence incident. He was served an arrest warrant at the school, and they put him in cuffs, and they took him off for fourth-degree assault and third-degree terroristic threatening. It seems as though he was dating this woman, and on Christmas Day, he showed up at at his girlfriend's house, and her ex-boyfriend was seen leaving. Guess he's not such an ex-boyfriend. And so he decides, this ain't you right. You never want to be the transition man <laughs> right. or woman. This ain't right. So he goes over and talks to the quote-unquote former boyfriend, and he ends up, the former boyfriend somehow ends up having injuries to his face and his head. So the victim reportedly has video of the alleged assault and gave it to the Bullet County God, what a name that is, Bullet County, B-U-L-L-I-T-T. It's not spelled like like bullet. It's B-U-L-L-I-T-T. Bullet County Sheriff's uh, Attorney's Office days after. And the Jefferson County Public Schools District issued a letter to parents about the arrest. So, And it says, here's the letter to the students. You may have seen or heard local media stories about allegations of against North uh, Olmstead North Principal Leroy Siddle Sr. Charges are unrelated to JCPS. So essentially, people thought he got arrested for something to do with the school district, and the, and the school district sent out a letter. It has nothing to do with us. So once again, he shows up at his girlfriend's house on Christmas Day. His Her ex-boyfriend, or at least, quote-unquote, her ex-boyfriend, in quotes, is leaving early in the morning, and he gets upset, and he beats the dude up. I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, it wasn't premeditated. Right. What's wrong with that? It wasn't like he was stalking, you know, her ex-boyfriend. He just comes out of her house at 6 o'clock in the morning on Christmas morning. You know what? I bet you any money he had a knapsack and he had like a Santa Claus suit in there. And he was probably playing like Santa Claus where he, I bet you he. Ew, don't, I, don't I, sully Santa. I bet you he left her some presents. Ew, stop <laughs> it. Mm-mm. Okay, it's six forty-six. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Kind of lovely. I love that Especially song. the Brad version. <laughs> the Brad version. What are you talking about? You know exactly what ba-choo, I'm talking ba-choo, about. Ba-choo, ba-choo, You're talking ba-choo. about this version. How dare you? That version. Yes. Doink. Super that one. People are suffering. People are dying. No. Did you know, did you know, did you hear about that there's a new law that's being passed? It's called the Greta Law? Mm, It's called the Revival Law. What's that? The Revival Law is, you know how they have like the Narcan kind of stuff? Uh Uh-huh. You know, like if somebody ODs and opioids or whatever, like they give them the Narcan, they come back to life. There's the new law that you have, you know, like everybody's supposed to learn how to do CPR. Well, at one point they were saying CPR really doesn't help and... It's not really that beneficial. If you if you don't revive them, it's not. But if you revive them, it works, right? Yeah. Well, no, they changed that. It used to used to do used to do. See, here's here's the whole thing. 
they've come out with this new law. The matter of fact, it's, it's a presidential executive order the other day that talks about everybody's supposed to learn this new, this new life-saving procedure. Okay. It's called NPR. Okay. No, seriously, it's called NPR. And here's how the president describes it. They'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. That's what you do. You do nasal pulmonary, pulmonary, whatever it is, pulmonary, pulmonary, pulmonary resuscitation, NPR, nasal pulmonary resuscitation. So if you see somebody laying down, if they have like a heart attack, you go over and you. They'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. And if that doesn't work, you go over then, you do the, you do the, the, the EPR. Okay. E- EPR is ear pulmonary resuscitation. Bend down and whisper in my ear. See, that's that's. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> this was fun. <laughs> that's like a couple years old, three years old. I know it is. He just came out and told that story again. He tells the story. He, what again? He, last week he said almost the exact same thing. He's talking about, and he gave the name of the nurse. I mean, can you imagine? And once again, the reporters are trying to dig this because there's this bizarre story about how how he, you know, he was he's lunchbox Joe. And when he was the senator in Delaware, you know, if you look at a map, Delaware is not that too far up the coast from Washington D.C. And he talked about how he'd take the train back and forth between his house in Delaware and and Washington D.C. And there was some conductor on the train, and he and once he he was a black guy, and he identifies as a black guy, and his name was Claude or whatever his name was, and Claude used to. So they tell he tells this story. So somebody goes and some some reporter goes like, "Oh, I'm going to find out about this. We're going to find out. So we can find who Claude is." So whatever the name was, I can't remember. It wasn't Claude. It was that was the name. So they go to Amtrak and they do this research, and it turns out that. This guy retired like in 1958 or something like that, you know, and it was to the point where like Biden was like, yeah, just last week I was on the train with, with Claude and Claude was good and Claude was gone for like 30 years and he's already dead. You know, and I'm going like, okay, hold on a minute. So last week he told the story again of how he had, he had surgery and I think he actually said they took the top of my head off. I swear to God, that's what he said. They took the top of his head off. That's what he said. Okay, what kind of surgery is that? Is that anal craniumectomy or something like that? I mean, what kind of surgery was there to take the top of your head off? You know, yeah, I um. <laughs> they they checking to see if there's anything in there. Hey, oh, hello, don't hello, talk hello, about, hello, you hello, know hello, what? hello, hello. Just like Donald Trump, yeah, is just like Biden. What? If you, you don't have to like the man, but, but you have to respect the position. I respect the position, but he just says, I mean, Donald Trump says goofy stuff. I mean, Donald Trump is the king of saying goofy stuff. I mean, I mean, you, he doesn't do if, see, there's, remember, there's two Donald Trumps. There's teleprompter, teleprompter Donald Trump, and there's normal Donald Trump. Trump. And when you watch tele, uh, teleprompter, I can't even say, teleprompter, one more time, teleprompter Donald Trump, he's not very good. He does not read the teleprompter well. Now, what's interesting is he's the exact opposite of Biden because when Biden's on the teleprompter and he sticks with it, he's really good. When he gets off the teleprompter, that's when he sticks his foot in his mouth.
That's when he says all the weird stuff. But if he's reading the stuff that his staff wrote for him, and he does a great job of reading the teleprompter, Donald Trump sucks on the teleprompter. But he's great when he goes off 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 script, when he says bizarre stuff. Remember when he was here in St. Louis, and they had that big thing down at the Keel Opera House, wherever it was? Well, you can't call it the Keel Opera House anymore because Ed Golterman will get mad. But uh, they had it the... will always be the Keel yeah. Opera House. So, so some guy was was causing trouble in the audience, and some and Trump says, "Hey, punch that guy out." <laughs> Only Donald Trump would say that. You know, I mean, like nobody else. What other politician would say? Yeah, see that guy right there? Punch him! Punch him for me, would you? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, knock him out. Yeah, we don't need him. Cart him out. There he is inciting. <laughs> More uh, violence. But see, see, once again, I will make my parallel. My parallel is you have two politicians who didn't play by the rule book. They didn't play the game of starting off as like, you know, on the school board and then becoming like a, an alderman and then ultimately becoming like a, a state rep and then a state senator and then maybe the governor and then moving on to, you know, U.S. rep. That's the game. The game, he's got to play the game. And if you don't play the game, like Donald Trump and Eric Greitens, everybody's mad at you because you didn't play the game. You didn't, you didn't do what they did. You got to, you, gotta, you know, it's, excuse me, I got the hiccups back. It's like in the radio business, it used to be called, you got to pay your dues. You got to go to some place in northern North Dakota where you're almost, you're 10 miles from the Canadian border and there's snow on the ground from August 1st until June 2nd, you know, and it's cold and there's no place to eat and you sleep in a one-room little efficiency apartment, that's paying your dues. Get what I'm saying? And then you move up to a, a lo- little bit larger city. You move to South Dakota and then you ultimately move to Columbia, Missouri and you work there for a while and then you move into uh, Indy and then you go to, to Chicago and then you go to New York. That's paying your dues. Okay, get it? Yes. We have to take a break at 6.59. It yep. is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Yes, that's for you. You know exactly who I'm talking to. 7.06. It is a Thursday morning and I'm along with the host of the show, Shelly Barr, and I'm just the co-host. <laughs> is she gone? There's something. I've got something running in my uh, headset. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? No. I was trying to see if I could find the first show. Are you listening to another station? Is that what you're listening to? I was no. I was listening to the <laughs> oldest podcast I could find. Which is what? Um, twenty in twenty-two. I, I like I said, I don't know. It goes. They go back further than that. We, huh? we, we changed the name of the show. It used to be BS in the morning. Now it's just the BS dot show. Because remember, we won't tell yeah. the whole stupid story of of the other BS in the morning show in Las Vegas, which is, shall we say, somewhat infamous now because it used to be, what, Bren- Brittany and Sparks. Sparks. Wasn't that what it was? It was Brittany and Sparks. And then Brittany gets fired. And then Brittany, unfortunately, a very attractive young lady, uh, gets very depressed and commits suicide. And then they fire Sparks. And then Sparks tries to do the BS in the morning show, not on the radio, but at his house. 
I try to contact him, see if I can buy the name BS in the Morning, because we had BS in the Morning dot show, and he had BS in the Morning dot com. Anyway, that didn't work out. So I, I, I don't know if it's and 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 the lady who who replaced who replaced Brittany, she left too. She's not there anymore. So, no, she's not. Yeah, busy. Yeah, Izzy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It. It was BS in the morning, but it wasn't. It was like schmaltzy and Izzy. It's like okay, that's not BS. Okay, I have to do something here real quick, and I hope. I don't know if they're going to answer or not. We just have to wait and see what the, who this is. Good morning. Can I tell you a little story? Oh please. Yesterday, I go out to my three hundred dollar car to start it. And the battery's dead. Oh, no. And the battery's dead. Oh, no. Dead. Yes, the battery's dead. And you don't have your battery pack. And I thought to myself, no problem. My battery pack's in the back seat. And I looked in the back seat, and my battery pack's not there. Because you know where my battery pack is? In my garage. That's right. <laughs> is it still in your garage? It is still in my garage. How'd you get where you needed to go? Did you, you know, like MacGyver it all up? and no. like? I drove my $500 car. I left the $300 oh, car right. and I drove the $500 car. So I drove the $500 car. Okay. Where's where's it in your where's it in your garage? Right by like all the water and soda. <laughs> where is that? <laughs> like you can't miss it. Like right in front of my refrigerator. In front of your refrigerator. Is it sitting on the floor or where? Yeah, it's sitting on the floor. I put it all back in the little container and so yeah, it's all right there. You've been good to my battery pack now. You haven't treated it bad or I, anything like that. No, no, no okay. it's not corroded. It's fine. <laughs> okay. And your car's running well with this new battery in it? And it, it is running. It is running. Okay. Is is Jackson oh. in the car there? Jackson yes. is still in the car, yes. We hey, Jackson. Off yet. Is Manning still in the car? Manning oh, is yes. still in the car. Hey, Manning, how you doing? Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Christy, poop and underwear. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. My niece, Christy, poop and underwear. I got in trouble. Uh-huh. Somebody said, "How long do you think that she's going to let you continue saying that on the air?" Well, no, she. See, someone last time I called her, I actually got a nasty text from a listener saying, "I can't believe you call her poop and underwear." Well, she actually likes that because when she was a little girl, it was so cute. I mean, we used to take her out all the time before I had any kids of my own, and she did this. It was so funny. She'd be like you, like we'd go out to eat or something like. That. We'd take her like McDonald's or something like that, and she'd be sitting there, and she'd get this devilish little grin on her face, and she'd smile, and she'd look at my wife, and she'd look at me, and she would kick her head back, and you go poop and underwear. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing in the world. She got that, and then she'd laugh. Sounds ah. pretty adorable. She to would me. laugh, <laughs> and and we'd go like. Okay, why do you do that? And she'd just laugh. And and it was bizarre. I mean, well not it was it was just it's just her favorite little thing. I this when she was like two or three or something like that. And you know, and you'd say something to her and, and she'd always have this strange little, you know, little devilish look on her face and she'd look around like, Okay, who's looking at me? Who's looking at me? And then she'd hesitate for a minute and she'd smile and she'd kick her head back, pooping underwear. So that's why her caller, she's in my phone book as Christy poop in underwear and that's how i remember now she used to call herself before she could say her name christy she was tt you know how kids sometimes for example my i do my harper fake calls me she 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 my father's nickname in his family was bubba not that he was a big guy he was a big guy 
bigger than me, and I'm very upset about the fact that he was six foot four, and I never got that big. My my pediatrician told me when I was a little kid, "Oh, you're going to be bigger than your father," because he knew my father. But I thought, "Hey, six five, six six. No, I topped out at like six two, and I think I'm shrinking now. Anyway, um, the reason my father was called Bubba was because his stepbrother couldn't say his stepbrother didn't call him by his name. He called him by his by brother, and he couldn't say brother. He said Bubba. Because they were trying, where's Bubba? You know, Bubba, Bubba. Because he couldn't say brother. So that got to be my father's nickname, a Bubba. And it was sort of weird. I remember this as a kid, the first time my grandmother called him Bubba. And I said to my dad, why do they call you Bubba? Oh, it's because my brother couldn't My brother couldn't say my the name brother. He said he's called Bubba. So it sort of stuck and I became Bubba. Isn't that a great name? See, Bubba is usually some great big guy who, if you give him any trouble, he can take your head and squeeze it and your head's going to pop. You know what I mean? That's a Bubba, don't you think? Yeah, but he's also not very intelligent. Or a Bubba is a guy that who, is the... a guy who works out on the farm. That's what you're saying. A guy who's like wears the coveralls, the overalls, and, hey, I'm going to go out and, 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 and plow the South 40 today. That's Bubba, right? Yeah, but he's probably a million gazillionaire, yeah. and um, he's just doing this to pass the time. Right. Okay. Um Let's talk about what happened yesterday. Okay, first off, I'm going to play a cut here. I don't know if this is going to come across in the air real well, but I'm going to try it, see what happens. And this will give you an idea of where I was yesterday. <laughs> did you hear that? Yes, I did. Okay, let me play it again. I know we're just That's the all-time new best guy at Freddy's. Okay, I went to eat lunch at Freddy's. At the Northwest Plaza Freddy's. Normally I go to the Mid-Rivers Freddy's or sometimes I'll go to the Freddy's there on um, Veterans Memorial Parkway in St. Charles. Occasionally I will eat at the Freddy's on Olive. I'm not real wild about that place because they don't have drive through And, I, you know, usually I go inside now because I'm doing my, my, uh, my, uh, uh, my Little McFreddy diet. Which, once again, is a little frustrating. I'm losing weight but not as quick as I want. I'm down almost 10 pounds. And I started on the 1st of March, so this is day 16. I'm down 10 pounds. I guess that's not bad. You know, not as great. And quite honestly, I'm not really pushing it that hard because I'm eating French fries and I'm eating all sorts of crazy stuff. Okay, so I go into Freddy's yesterday for lunch, and that's the guy on the microphone. You know, hey, Freddy, and that was my number. I was number one, 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 two, come on down. What happens if you've never been to Freddy's before? You order, you go to the counter, and when they give you a receipt, there's a number on it. And then there's a guy in a microphone or a guy or gal in a microphone gives you a number. Number 112, your order's ready. And you walk up and you pick up your stuff, okay? So as I go to pick up my stuff, a lady in a booth, because I always, you know, I do the 10,000-step thing. So I was sitting, laying the, you know, I try to park in the back of the parking lot. And I try to, you know, park and, you know, eat in the back of the restaurant. So I got to walk a lot, you know, try to, you know, walk off those pounds. So... I'm going up to pick up my order because they just called my number. And I walk by this lady. She's sitting by herself in a booth. And she smiles at me. She says, hi, how are you? And I go, I'm fine, thank you. And she goes, you look good today. I go, okay, thanks. So I go pick up my food. I sit down at my table. And I realize as I sit down, she's followed me from where I pick up my food to my table. I'm not making this up. This is an honest God true story. And she says to me, hey, what's your name? I say, my name's Brad. And she gives me her name. I'm not going to say what her name was. And she goes, can I talk to you about something? 
And I go, yes. And she says, does your, does your back hurt you or do your legs hurt you? You hear where this is going, Shelly? Uh-huh. I do. <laughs> and I say to her, I said, well, you know, I've had some unfortunate situations. Like what? One of them is I got hit by a tractor trailer. And <laughs> I've never fully recovered from that. And she says, oh, that's so sad. I mean, she couldn't have been nicer. And she says, you know, I have some problems too. I, and my legs have caused me some problems. And you know what helped me? And I'm going like, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where this is going, don't you? Go on. And I said, I said, no, what? She says, prayer. Can I pray with you? Matter of fact, can I come over and put my hands on your back and pray for your speedy recovery? And I'm just about ready to eat my food. And I'm hungry. Hadn't eaten all day. This is like 2.30 in the afternoon. This is lunch for me, 2.30 in the afternoon. And I said to her, I said, ma'am, don't take this the wrong way, but I really don't want to pray with you. And she says, okay, well, I'm sitting right over there. I said, I saw where you're sitting. I'm sitting right over there. If you want me to come over and pray with you, I'll come over and pray with you. I said, okay, fine. Thank you. And she goes and sits back in her little booth. What is it with women at Freddy's? This is number two. The first one happened last month when I'm at the Freddy's in Mid-Rivers Mall Drive, and the lady comes over and reads me Bible verses, and she says the same thing. She says, I saw the way you walk. Remember, I, did I ever play the video? That I have, I'm not going to put it on my Facebook page because I actually took the video of her. No, you never did play it. I, 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 I mean, I, for me. I don't want to embarrass the woman. because Then I, don't, don't do well, it. Well, halfway through her spiel... I said to her, I said, do you mind if I record this? And she goes, no, go ahead. So I started my phone and record. Same thing. I'm sitting down trying to eat my lunch. And she goes, and she's got her phone out and she's got the Bible verse. I mean, I can't remember what's the thing about. And what's interesting about it is it's a controversial Bible verse because of the fact that Jesus cured a lady in a, in a synagogue on a Saturday. And the Jews got mad at him because you're not supposed to create, you're not supposed to work or do miracles on Saturday. Remember I told you this, this yeah, Bible you verse? Yeah, you don't do that on the Sabbath. <laughs> I'm going like, okay. So she reads me this Bible verse about, about how Jesus, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not making fun of Jesus or the Bible passage. You know, and so this woman's going to pray for me. So I'm thinking, what is it with women that hang out at Freddy's that try to help guys who can't walk right, like me? I mean, is this weird or what? Is... Maybe it's like, maybe that is your hand slap of God. Because I know I got my face slapped by God. Well, well, and it was just telling me okay, to straighten up and fly right. So what are you saying? You're saying, get myself that, right. you're saying that this this maybe the first woman was, and you know, here, here I'm making an assumption. You know me, and you know me, I'm not Mr. Bible expert, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, well, yeah, but go on. I always say that when Jesus comes back, he won't be at first recognizable. He'll be like blending in with the crowd. Or he may, he may be here right now. You know, and I always say he won't show up at the, one of these fancy schmancy churches. He'll show up at the, the Greyhound bus station. Or he'll be over at PT's in Sauget. Or he'll be, he'll be, you know, at Walmart. You know, in the frozen food section or something or like that. Be, or he'll be at Freddy's. <laughs> or he'll be at... So maybe, maybe these women are actually Jesus. Or angels. Are angels. And they're trying to save me. 
you know, first, what was it? The boat. Then there was <laughs> the, the... the classic story. The guy goes up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his, his house flood, his house starting to flood. Please come by. Hey, sir, you got evacuated. The house is going to flood. Nope. I'm going to be able to, you know, to tough it out. So water comes up to the first floor. So he moves up the second floor. And, and then the, you know, one of the rescue crews comes back and said, Hey, sir, we need to get you out of here. The water's getting even higher. No, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Jesus will take care of me. God will take care of me. So the water gets even higher and he's on the roof and the coast guard helicopter comes up, sir, we're going to drop a line down and we're going to pick you up. No, fine. Jesus, God's going to take care of me. And, and the water comes up and he drowns. So, so he's up in heaven and he's meeting God and, and God welcomes him to heaven. And he goes, God, I got a bone to pick with you. He said, you know, I believed in you and you didn't save me. He says, he says, you think you're mad at me. I'm mad at you. First, I sent you the police, then the, then the rescue boat, then the helicopter. And you didn't take any of my help. Yep. That's the stupid joke. Okay. So it's not really stupid. It does have merit. And so I can't remember what so I was going to say. So why do you, do you, seriously, it was bizarre that one woman, and once again, different Freddy's, but the same same brand of restaurant, Freddy's. So one. the next person that's going to come to you is the, uh, the, I'm, a, um, I'm, I'm afraid to go helicopter. to I'm afraid to go to Freddy's anymore because when number three happens and if I say I say if, if if I have number three woman who comes up to me and tries to you know pray over me or something like that Freddy's I'm thinking to myself okay is my life over should I make sure you know my will's done because when well, the, you should do that anyway when the third woman comes to me at Freddy's I'm in deep trouble right pretty I, much I don't see. And once again, it means there's somebody trying to tell you something and it's a higher power. Do you really think that? Yes, I do. So three strikes and I'm out. I've got two strikes against no. me right now. I've got, no, I've got two, two Freddy strikes against I'm me. I'm telling you that that means something. Okay. It's just, you know, and, and once again, both women couldn't have been nicer. This of lady course. yesterday was like oozing with niceness. She was smiling her face, very kind, you know, I mean, just, and like I said, I felt a little bit bad. Did she give you something to read? No, that's the guy at the St. Charles County Courthouse. Do you know about this? Is it going to involve what happened to you yesterday? No, no. If you go to the St. Charles County Courthouse, anytime, almost every morning, every single morning in the week, I don't care if it's raining, snowing, 100 degree temperature, minus 20 degree temperature, there's a guy. It's always the same guy, stands out right at the entrance of the St. Charles County Courthouse, right there in downtown St. Charles, and gives out these little Jesus booklets. You know, a little you know, a little cartoon. Those are Jehovah's Witness. I don't think he is. I don't think this I don't think this is a Jehovah Witness guy. Is it Watchtower? No, I don't think it is. I, I got a couple of them. You know, I'll I'll bring one I I'll 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 read it on the air and, and say who it's from. But, you know, once again, and you know what? For those kind of people, I, I and I and and once again. I'm not making fun of these people, these two no, women who have tried I. to help me. I'm just saying because, and and you know, you you you're kind to me. You say, what do you say? I have a I have a unique strut, or what do you say? Something like that. Swagger. Okay, I have a unique swagger. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, once again, in a three-year span, I first off. I almost was killed years ago when I was married for about three months. I was almost killed in an industrial accident where I had. A ton of doors, literally a, a, well, I was like, I think it was like 1,500 pounds, 1,500 pounds of doors fall on top of me and trap me in a warehouse, okay? That's number one. And there was a 
time when when literally my my newly my newlywed wife who came to the hospital thought I was dead because they couldn't find me and they thought they already somebody someone thought they sent me to the morgue believe it or not if you can call her and ask her she'll tell you the story she thought i was dead okay so that's brad dies once okay then there's been a couple other times there's been a couple other times when i was flying helicopters the week after reagan fired all the air traffic controllers and not once not twice but three times we had close close calls one time within 50 feet. I told you the story the other day of the 50 feet yes, of coming within 50 feet of an L-1011. Okay, helicopter and L-1011s, guess which one loses? The helicopter, but we didn't hit the yes. L-1011. And then a few years back, three years in a row, one time I'm driving on Mid-River's Mall Drive, guy smashes into the back of me, you know, police come and cop says, you know, cop gets out of the car and he says, officer, it's all my fault. I smashed into this guy. There was this good looking gal coming out of, of a bread co and I couldn't keep my eyes off her, and I smashed right into this guy. That was number one. I got that car got totaled car. Number two, my 10 month old new car that I was so happy with. I'm driving on, on, on Clarkson road. I'm driving down Clarkson road and I'm at a stoplight. I look in my rearview mirror. Oh, crap. Lady hits me doing like 45 miles an hour. Hits me so hard, I smash into the car in front of me. They they cut me out of the car. You know, jaws of life the whole bit. Take me to the hospital. That's car number two. Car number three. I'm driving down 270. And a tractor trailer hits me. Not once, but twice. Smashes me in the car, the concrete guardrail. I bounce off the guardrail. Another car hits me. The, the jaws of life pull me out of that one. They put me on a backboard. So... I've been bounced around a little bit, and I don't have, I have lower back issues because of all those injuries and a bunch of others, but that shall remain nameless. When I used to race BMX out at St. Peter's BMX, and I, one time I had a pretty bad wreck, and I broke my arm and three ribs, and I had a concussion. So other than that, I'm fine. Held together by duct tape and bailing wire. (laughs) So now I don't think I can go to Freddy's anymore. How am I going to finish the little McFreddy diet because of the fact? Um, maybe it'd be little McCulpers. I can't change it in mid. I can't change it in mid. In mid. In mid. I just can't. Sure. I can't. I want to know what happened yesterday. <sighs> oh yes. <laughs> I missed one. <laughs> Don't forget the deer in the white van. Yes, driving my my wife's van down to the radio station. And I'm late for work on a Saturday morning. And I'm doing 80 miles an hour on Highway 94 in the Matson Flats. They're coming out the Klondike Park. And what comes in front of me? A deer. And I hit the deer going 80 miles an hour. And that's when I broke my thumb because and I hurt my head, and once again they had to cut me out of that car because of the fact that that when I broke my thumb because because our, 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 I had my hand as I saw the deer run in front of me, I I tightened up my grip on the steering wheel. I had my hands at ten and two. That's why they tell you not to drive at ten and two anymore. You're supposed to do nine and three because if you if you do ten and two and you hit something, the airbag comes and hits your hand. So the airbag come and came and hit my hand, and it. It it broke my thumb and and 
force my hand into my forehead and I, you know, whack my, you know, I whack myself into my forehead and the deer went over the top of the van. It totaled the van, went over the top of the van and landed behind my van. And as the paramedics are loading me in the back of the ambulance, the one paramedic says, Hey, you made those people, the volunteer fire department, the Augusta volunteer fire department. And you guys are so great. You're wonderful. You're volunteer guys. You don't get any pay and you work hard and I appreciate it. But the one guy is loading the deer. I hit into the back of his car and that's dinner. <laughs> He's going to go home and butcher the deer because it was a fresh kill. <laughs> right? You know, it's fresh kill. So he knew it was. So it looked, you, the, the deer Please. went over the. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yes. I've, I've had not the best luck with, with deer. And, and that was deer number. I think that was deer number, I don't know, eight. Eight. I've hit like 19 or something like that. Honest to God. We used to drive back and forth in 94. I mean, I can tell you there's a stretch of 94. For all those people who are going down to Hoffmanville, the stretch of 94 to be ultra careful is from the high school down to Defiance, and especially that stretch just south of the high school down to the old waterworks, or down to the waterworks, if you know where the waterworks is. Everybody knows where the waterworks is. Pretty much if you drive 94, you know where the waterworks is. That stretch is Deer Haven. Partly because of the fact it's protected area, it's wildlife protected, and the hunters can't hunt in there. It's a lot of it's still federal property which you can't hunt on, and some of it's state property which is protected, and you're not supposed to be hunting there. So they're everywhere. You know, matter of fact, one night I hit two, hit one, go about a mile up the road, hit another one. God. So I'm thinking more. You think about it is I didn't even think about that. You know, when you mentioned the, you know, the joke about, you know, third time, maybe, yep. maybe it is my third time. Maybe the next time I go to Freddy's. Wouldn't that really just freak you out if another <laughs> woman came up to you and wanted to <laughs> proselytize with you? I, I'm going like, what is it? Do I, I, I don't know. I need to move on. Okay. I'll tell you where I was yesterday afternoon. Cause Shelly calls me and she goes, where are you? And I go, you don't want to know. And she goes, what do you mean, you know, I don't want to know. You don't want to know. I'll tell you where I was yesterday. And I'm going back there today, okay? Uh-huh. 7.30. What? It is BS.show. Do you know the, the the rumors about what that song's really about? You heard this story? Are you there? I am. Okay. I have not. Okay. She was married, I, I guess married, yeah, her ex-husband, Liam Hemsworth. You know who Liam is? I do not. Okay. She's married with to Liam Hemsworth, and I guess they're no longer ex-husbands, so they're divorced, okay? Here's this story behind the story. This is at least what people are saying. She said, behind the meeting, we were good, we were gold, kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right till we weren't, built a home, and watched it burn. Now, what's interesting, that Miley Cyrus and Liam's, Liam Hemsworth's house burnt down in 2018 in the Woolsey fire because they lived in Malibu. Remember, there was a fire that swept through that area of California and it burnt up some houses in Malibu, burnt down their houses. So she talks about built a home and watched it burn. Then Hemsworth posted a photo of the rubble after the house burnt down. And he says, it's been a heartbreaking few days. He captioned, this is what's left of my house. Love, many people in Malibu and surrounding areas of California have lost their homes. Also, my heart goes out to everyone who is affected by these fires. Fans also pointed out the chorus is reminiscent of Bruno Mars, When I Was Your Man. Back in 2013, when the song came out, 
Hemsworth reportedly dedicated the ballad to Cyrus and often referenced it amid their relationship in the chorus. Bruno Morris sings that I should brought you flowers and held your hand, should have gave you all my hours when I had the chance, take you to every party because all you wanted to do was dance. In her own chorus that Cyrus asserts her independence in the wake of her divorce by mirroring Mars lyrics with a personal edge. To make the theory more ironclad that this is Miley Cyrus's shot at her ex-husband, the song was released on January 13th. You know what the significance of January 13th is? I do not. Liam Hensworth's birthday. So <laughs> supposedly this is, and then the chorus goes, I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours. Remember, there's a, the, the, the reference in the Bruno Mars song, say things you don't understand. I can take myself dancing, remember the Bruno Mars song, and hold my own hand. Yeah, I can love me better than you can. So this is like an in-your-face third phalanges to her ex-husband. Cyrus also shared an accompanying music video for Flowers. In the video, she breaks free from her past and dances into her future. Now get this. At the beginning of the video, Cyrus is seen walking around a city space covered up by a hood and sunglasses. When the chorus breaks... So he was the Unabomber. No. When the chorus breaks, she sheds her disguise and adds some pep to her stride, donning a golden marching set. Excuse me. Donning a golden matching set. Cyrus finds the confidence to continue on solo. Check it out below. So, and then supposedly there's part of the video that's, that's shot in front of his new house. So <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to put the knife in and, and turn it in this relationship. Yes. I hate the guy. And so anyway, who knows? Okay. Shelly calls me yesterday and where, where, where are you at right now? I got my North city. What are you doing there? I go, I'm, I'm working for Kim Gardner. I'm rounding up all the bad guys and we're going to take them down to Kim Gardner's office. She's going to essentially give them um, essentially all innocent pleas and she's going to let them loose. No. Yeah, actually that was not in the conversation but continue. I was going to pick and pull. I heard okay, yeah. You know what pick and pull is? I do. It's the junkyard on Hall Street. Okay. I was going to say, if you were you going on Hall Street? One of the wheels of my car has a crack in it. And it's these fancy schmancy, they're factory wheels. And on eBay, used, they're like $175. They're super expensive wheels. Uh-huh. And and um, this is, I, I'm not, I'm going to claim I did not do this. This is previous owner who shall remain nameless, my daughter. Uh, who hit a curb with this car, apparently, or something. I don't know. And it's got a little crack, and it's starting to lose air. It's not bad, but it's starting to lose air. So I need to get that wheel off of there and see if I can get it repaired. But I don't want to drive around the stupid little space saver spare. So I had a junkyard that had one of the wheels, not not one of the, the aluminum wheels, but a steel wheel. But it's the same size, fits on the car, the whole bit. And at least I can take this bad wheel off, get it repaired, and then put it back on. Because I don't feel like buying a $175 wheel on eBay, you know. So I go to pick and pull. <laughs> if you've never been to pick and pull before, pick and pull is an experience. And it's this huge, monstrous lot. And matter of fact, the car I needed, the donor cars, we shall say, was in row 67, which gives you an idea of how big of a place this is. And I think the the numbers go up to like 125. And in each row, there's probably, 
I don't know, maybe 20 cars in each row. So you can start figure out the fact that this place is huge. And the way it works, you walk in the front door and you have to sign in and you have to pay them a dollar. You have to pay them a dollar. And I think what that does, you read this long thing. It used to be a form you fill out. Now it's on an iPad. You walk in, you put your name, your phone number, your email address in, and you hit I agree, which essentially you've signed your life away. If a car crushes you, if you end up getting run through the car crusher, if a tow truck backs over you, hey, not their fault. It's your fault. You know, you you take and then you pay a dollar. So in other words, you've essentially paid admission. So I go all the way back in the back where this car is. And the car I want, I see it, and it's a car just like mine. And I come around the corner, and all the wheels are gone. And I go, oh, crap, the wheels are gone. In the picture online, it shows the wheels are there. But, of course, you know, somebody already took all the wheels off. So the wheels are gone. So I'm going, oh, I drove down here for nothing. So as I'm walking up the aisle, I find another car like mine, but not with the fancy schmancy wheels on it, with the good old steel wheels on it. Matter of fact, all four wheels are on it. So... I go, I, you know, walk back up the front, and I say to the guy, I go, how much are wheels? He says, steel or aluminum? I go, steel, 36 bucks a piece. I say, okay, fine. So I go back out, and I get a little cart, and I got my tools with me, and I take the wheel off. I say, 36 bucks a piece. I'll buy two. So I go back and look at the wheels, and not only are the wheels in good shape, they have Pirelli tires on them. Wow. Do you know anything about Pirelli tires? I do. I used to have them on my caps. Pirelli tires are not cheap tires. No, they're not. They are very good tires. They're Italian. Yes, they are. I don't know if they're made in Italy anymore. And the crazy thing about this is, do you know that there's a date code on your tires? This is mandated some years ago by the Department of Transportation. There's a date code on the tires. You know about this? rubber will... Right. Rubber gets old after a while and it starts to crack and stuff like that. And typically... I look at the date code, and these are the date code on there is 1420. And the way they do it is the first two numbers are the week and the second two numbers of the year. So these are only like three year old tires because 14th week would be like what? 14th week would probably be what? April or something like that? What week are we in right now? We're in week 10, 11. I have no clue. It's it, my it, birthday month, so I don't it, care. It would probably be April or May. So, in other words, they're not even really three years old. So I take the two, you know, I unbolt them. I got my little, you know, my little, you know, my, my wrench. You know, I show up with my, with my, you yeah, know, you do. my torque wrench, or do you call it? My, my impact wrench. And I take the tires off and I think to myself, so last night I get back to my place and I take my bad wheel off the car and put one of these off. I thought, I bet you any money these things are bent and, and they've got, you know, they're out around. So I drive it with one of these tires on and it's like, great. I can't tell any difference. So I'm going like, I'm going back tomorrow for the other two. Because now I'll have a complete set of wheels. And the problem with these fancy schmancy wheels is, first off, they look like hell because of the fact that once upon a time they were very fancy and they had black and they were black with these silver spokes and they were and they were were clear coated. Well the problem is the clear coat on most of the tires is is worn off and some of the, the spokes that were cut, coated with, with the silver paint, they've worn off and some of them look totally black and some of them have some of the spokes silver and some of the some of the spokes black and they look like nasty so i'm thinking to myself now the big thing is everybody's driving around in black wheels and these are black steel wheels so i'm thinking to myself man i look like one of the cool kids driving around with black black wheels you know just black wheels no i'm this and by the way this car had hubcaps on it and the hubcaps were all in bad shape so when i get off the air this morning i'm jumping back in my car and i'm heading to north city
you know what? You have not experienced life until you've been to pick, pick and pull. Pick That's and, true. Pick and pull. And what's interesting is as I show up in the parking lot, the St. Louis City Fire Department's got one of their rescue trucks in the back of the parking lot. I go, I wonder what they're doing. They're just all standing around doing nothing. As I come back out, pick and pull apparently gives them free cars, and they're cutting the cars apart. They got the jaws of life out, and they got the big saws. They got the you know the the air powered saws, and they're sawing the roof saws of these cars and things like that. And so, oh, that ain't that cool. Apparently, pick and pull just gives, hey, can we have a couple cars? And these guys practice in the parking lot. I think that's sort of cool, don't you think? That that I know that some of the junkyards around do that. You know, probably we could talk with with uh, John Schneider and Jason Miner Yeah, they yeah, and 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 I know they do that. I mean, I think they give them the cars, don't they? Like for to help the fire department out, don't they give them the cars? I don't think the fire department buys them. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, we need to get John or Jason on the air and ask him that question because I believe that they get these from various car dealers, and the car dealers donate them to the fire department so the guys can practice with the rescue techniques and stuff like that. So, so that was my day yesterday at pick and pull, and I'm going back there this morning because I'm taking those other two wheels because the tires are about half. You know, they probably had half their tread life still on them, and they're relatively new tires. You know what? Every time I go to pick and pull, what's so sad, I look at these cars, I think I could drive that one out. I could drive that one out. Matter of fact, they actually have cars there for sale. They have cars that are so nice, you can actually buy them and drive them home. These are cars that people have just given to them. Or like, you know, like you see these ads, hey, I'll tow your car away for free. And so, okay, fine, come tow my car away. You know, once again, Two of the cars that I drive right now came to me on the back of, of tow trucks, and I resuscitated them. You know what I did? What? What I did was, here's what I did. Okay. I, I leaned over the intake manifold of the car. Yes. And I got down on my knees. Oh, yes. And the cars didn't run. And what I did was, I... They'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. And then the car started. Well, I did that with my car one time and patted it on its little hood, yeah. on its little dashboard. And it backfired and threw oil at you? <laughs> no, it stopped and the engine light was flashing and I was stuck out in the middle of BFE, Wisconsin. And I mean, like literally I had been driving straight through from Missouri to Wisconsin and and it everything, you know, the lights went out, the... the uh, the, the engine light was flashing, which is always not good. Anyway, so what I did was I stopped the car and I said, honey, you've been so, you're such a good girl. <laughs> I said, all I need is 17 more miles before we get there. And you know what the car said? Okay, mom, because I'm telling you, after I let that car rest, she started right up and and got me exactly where I needed to be. No, Shelly patted the car on the dashboard and the hood, and the car said, How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> we have to take a break. Because <laughs> nowadays you just can't pat cars on the hood anymore because that's sexual harassment. Okay, it's 748. <laughs> Why? Because I don't have pretty pink toes. <laughs> that's right. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Mr. Otten, Mike Otten, sent me this uh, interesting story of this guy. <laughs> He's having his house inspected, home inspection. The home inspector goes up in the attic. Guess what's in the attic? Mice. An eight-foot-long alligator. <laughs> Can you imagine that? North Carolina. Well, I went up into our attic, and I thought that I 
felt a snake underneath the uh, blown insulation. Really? Yes. Dean Brown, a code enforcement official for New Hanover County Building Safety, had encountered a live alligator that was sitting in the attic of a three-story dwelling. He says, I thought it was a stuffed animal that somebody threw up there as a joke, so I just went about my inspection. While Brown was inspecting the house located in Echo Farms, he noticed a large figure near the air conditioner in the attic. He took a picture. It's pretty interesting. He says, "He says, upon taking a close look, Brownlee realized it was an eight-foot-long alligator. <laughs> the reptile had appeared to be asleep, so Brown shined his flashlight in its direction. As the light flashed over its face, the alligator's eyes opened wide. <laughs> I says, bet Here's the inspector. He says, I was about two feet away from stepping on his head. I bet you his eyes opened really wide. <laughs> yeah. Brown, Brown immediately reported discovery to the construction crew close by, but they didn't take him seriously. He says, they laughed at me. They thought I was crazy. Once they had seen the large reptile for themselves, Brown and the team called 911, who then alerted animal control officers. Animal control arrived on the scene and captured the alligator. He says, I thank God for keeping me safe, Brown said in a statement to Fox. Uh, this is a lesson to keep your door doors closed and don't feed the wildlife. <laughs> uh, uh, he says that's funny. He says while being uh, an inspection business since 1995 he's never encountered a situation as wild as this. He says that there are wetlands located behind the house in Echo Farms Brown shared. Brown believes a door may have been left open along the alligator to em- enter the home. How the gator wound up in the attic apparently it's still the greatest mystery of all. They have no th- three-story house so the attic's like Four floors above the ground. How does an alligator get four floors up? And you know they can't climb on the side of buildings. They had to go through the house. Apparently, the house was abandoned. And he, oh, really? Yes, they, they were doing a building inspection because some I, apparently somebody was new was buying it. So the house there was nobody in the house. Oh. So can you imagine <laughs> a house you lived in that? Like, you know... As a child? Well, I mean, can you imagine that had to cry... If it came through, somehow it had to get into the house and it had to go up the steps. And, you know, I don't, how do, I don't know how in the world it got in the attic. I mean, maybe they had like those... You know, some of those houses have pulled down steps to get into the attic. You know, you ever seen those before? Where, I, we have one in the garage. Do you really? You have that where you can take the... Pull the steps out of the ceiling and you can go up in the garage? I'm yes. going up in the attic? Okay. Apparently, yeah. Maybe they left those down and the alligator just got up in the attic. Don't know. Don't know how alligators end up in attics. Have no idea. Matter of fact, I I would not want to think that you you're laying there in bed at night and you hear something in your attic. You're going, eh, it's probably a squirrel. No, it's an alligator. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think that, would no, you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't think it's. You would think it's like it's a bird or you know or a squirrel or or you know a, a raccoon or something like that. You wouldn't think it was an alligator. Oh, God. Um, Speaking of squirrels, I came home yesterday, and we have a fire hydrant in our yard, and there was a squirrel that was sitting on top of the fire hydrant yelling. It looked like he had his arms up. Adrian! It's true. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. Say this again. No. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Not happen. Say that again. Say no. what you just said again. That again. <laughs> no, say, say, <laughs> the, the squirrel had his arms out and was yelling Adrian like in the Rocky movie, the original Rocky movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shelly. Brad. Are you one of the many, many customers that has contributed to the million dollar sales of, or excuse me, the hundred million dollar sales of marijuana in the first month of legalized marijuana sales in the state of Missouri? 
why would you ask me such a thing? Well, how many people would say, well, I came home from my house, and on the fire plug there's a squirrel, and the squirrel was on his hind legs with his arms up yelling, Adrian, Adrian! (laughs) Well, it was true. (laughs) Except for the whole Adrian part. Okay, explain it to me one more. The the squirrel was sitting on top of the fire hydrant. (laughs) With his little arms up in the air. With one more time. No. Explain it to Stop me it. one more time. I'm not time. going to. We're done. Oh no, really? We're well. It's seven fifty-eight. What do you got to say? Oh, quickly, give me the sixty-second version of that story. Come on, we can do it. In, no. Before we have to get off the air. It, it's, it's not going to happen. Adrian, that. Adrian. That's what it reminded me of. Adrian. <laughs> and did another squirrel come over? Hey, I, I gotta go box. Leave me alone, Adrian. These, <laughs> these squirrels are putting out today are mangy was, was and it they're the aggressive. Was it the Sylvester Stallone squirrel? Yes. <laughs> did he go, yo? That's what it reminded yo, me of. Yo, yo, Shelly. <laughs> yo, Shell. Shell Bell. Yeah, yo, Shell. What's going on, babe? <laughs> yo, Shell. <laughs> Any other go. Adrian, Adrian. Oh, okay, it's seven fifty nine. Everybody have a great day. It's Thursday. We only got one more day of the week, and then we can play on the weekend. That's right. Seven fifty nine. Peace and I fly. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.